Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. You know, I, I talk a lot on my show about these two Americas, the real America we live in. Talked about it on my Fox show over the weekend, too. And the other America, the illiberal left, the anti-civil liberties left, the Antifa BLM radical leftists who hate civil liberties, everything about it, don't want free and fair elections, hate free speech, all that stuff. They live in a different America. It's not the real America we're used to on the ground. And I've never seen a video so sum it up than this video of this Hollywood leftist, which I'll get to in a minute. But that's going to be the theme of today's show. He really just says it right there. Like, oh, my gosh, there's another America out there I've never seen before. And good for him. I'm not making fun of him. But it really sums up. I don't ever want you to think you're wasting your time here. It sums up what I've been telling you for a long time. The golden rule. The golden, Dan Bongino, golden rule number one. We think liberals are people with bad ideas. Liberals think we're bad people with ideas. And anything we can do to bridge that communication divide and help us win the culture war and get them to stop thinking we're bad people with ideas, it'll help. May not be pretty, but it'll help. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. You don't like big tech and government spying on you? Get a VPN today. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show on this fine Monday. Uh, let me get right to it. Uh, relief band. Relief band. You know, a third of Americans regularly suffer from nausea. Listen, I had it with the whole chemo thing. It was terrible. That's why I'm excited about our partner, Relief Band. Relief Band is the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband. It's been clinically, uh, clinically proven to quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines like Paula gets, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and so much more. This is actually my Relief Band. As you can see, it's well-worn. I used it all the time. The product is 100% drug-free, non-drowsy, provides all-natural relief, with zero side effects for as long as needed. The technology was originally developed over 20 years ago in hospitals to relieve nausea from patients, but now through Relief Band, it's available to everyone. Relief Band stimulates a nerve in your wrist. It travels to the part of the brain that controls nausea. Then it blocks the signal that your brain is sending to your stomach telling you you're sick. It's that simple. Relief Band's the only over-the-counter wearable device that's been used in hospitals and oncology clinics to treat nausea and vomiting. I would not have gotten through my experience without it. It's a great product, super easy to use. Ensure nausea is never the reason to miss out on life's important events. Right now, Relief Band has an exclusive offer just for Dan Bongino Show listeners. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code Bongino, you'll get 20% off plus free shipping and a no-questions-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. Go to reliefband.com and use promo code Bongino for 20% off. All right, Joe, let's go. All right, Monday, baby. All right, that's right. Monday, we love Monday. Everybody loves Monday here. Monday's always a busy day for us. Got a lot going on. Just got off Fox and Friends. <laughs> Bang. Right here to the show, radio show afterwards. I got Sean Davis on the radio show today. And uh, we're trying to get Drago. No, not Drago from Rocky Four. Drago from my unfiltered show this week. And I had a Fox. A Navy SEAL came from communist Poland, signed up for the Navy SEALs. What an appearance. Got tremendous feedback. We're trying to get him back on the radio show for Tuesday. We'll see what producer Jim can do to get him back on by popular demand. Getting back to the point I opened up the show with today about the two Americas. Folks, it's important we understand that. Listen, we can't forfeit the culture war. You know, the left does, I know what many of you are thinking, and I get it, I understand. Many of you are thinking, you know what, forget them, screw them. They're not going to listen, nobody's going to listen, the liberal left hates us, and sadly, a lot of them do. But remember, folks, there's always a third party listening. I say this all the time. We may not be able to convince the radical leftists that freedom and liberty is the path to prosperity, but there's always a third party listening while we try. It's not for naught. This is a, this is a fight worth having. This culture war has to happen because, as Andrew Breitbart once said, brilliantly, because he's correct, politics is downstream of the culture. If we don't change the culture to a culture that loves liberty, loves this country, and loves the republic, it doesn't matter who we vote in office. They're all going to be the same. It doesn't make a difference. This fight's worth having. Bridging the divide between the two Americas, the illiberal left America that hates this country, and the conservative, patriotic, we love this country despite its flaws, we're trying to fix some America. Bridging that divide is important. I have not seen a piece of video more telling than the one I'm about to play in a minute. Hollywood's not our friend. I get that. They will never be our friend. But ladies and gentlemen, these people have voices. 
voices we don't have. Think about it. I have a show on Fox, a radio show, a podcast, and one of the largest Facebook pages in the country. I'm not bragging self-praise things. I'm telling you that to make a point. It's actually anti-self-praise. That folks, despite all of that, and all of those mediums I have to communicate with people, a couple of words by a Hollywood celebrity with 10 or 15 million followers that makes it onto TMZ and the nightly news can have a lot more of an effect on the illiberal left and moderate Democrats who are persuadable in one quick sentence than I can have probably in a week. Again, it's anti-self-praise. It's not self-praise. I'm just telling you the facts. The kids, the impressionable people out there who haven't calcified their political beliefs, they listen to these people. You know what? Let me play the video first. I'm going to go a little out of order. I was going to do this LA Times article first, but since I've been referencing it, this is Matt Damon. He has a movie coming out. Don't write this off. Oh, it's a Hollywood guy. So no, no, don't write this off. This stuff matters. We should not be worshiping celebrities. I don't take my political advice from celebrities, but some people do. Matt Damon has a movie coming out called Stillwater. The movie, um, I haven't seen it, but I've heard it's about a dad who goes over to Paris to try to get his his daughter out of jail. The dad is an oil rig worker, apparently a a Trump supporter um, in the movie. So Matt Damon, in order to play this Trump-supporting you know, middle-class, dirt-under-the-fingernails oil rig worker who works for a living and supports this country, went out and did some research and actually went to Oklahoma and lived with some folks. So Matt Damon was asked about this, and I assume the foreign press people asking him about it were like, tell us how awful these evil, smelly Trump people out in Oklahoma were. But that's not the answer he gave. The answer he gave is quite powerful. Again, I'm not suggesting we should idolize this guy. I'm not suggesting he's a friend to us. I'm not suggesting Hollywood is a friend to us. I'm suggesting to to you that these things matter in the culture war. And it shows you how liberals think we're bad people with ideas, but then when they meet us, they change their minds, some of them. Check this out. You talk to those roughnecks, they're always going to vote. I mean, they're in the oil business. Their livelihood depends on that. And so I don't even think it's a question at all. Um, and I think if we, we didn't want to make it expressly political, you know. Um, and I think that, you know, he is who he is and he's from where he's from. And the movie has a lot of empathy for him. And so do we. And, um, you know, I think he, uh, he, he, he says, no, I didn't vote. And, she, and, she, and she, you know, their reaction is, oh, phew. You know, and he goes, no, I didn't vote because I was... You know, I was in prison. Like, he's completely, these guys don't apologize for who they are or what they believe ever. Do you own a gun? I got two. You know what I mean? It's a very, it's, it's, and, and, and you, and it's, I mean, the time that Tom and I spent down in Oklahoma was absolutely critical to building this character. Mm -hmm. It's, I feel like we built this character together. Um, We, we, it was something we just talked so much about. But we got so much guidance from the actual guys. I mean, these guys who took us out to the oil rigs. We spent hours in the car driving from one place to another place. Everything's far away in Oklahoma. The roads are big. The trucks are big. Everything's big and far away. And, you know, being invited into, into their homes, into, into you know, a, a backyard barbecue. And the guitar comes out and somebody starts singing church songs. And it's like it's a culturally very specific place and very different from how he and I grew up. So it was really fascinating. And these people were wonderful to us. Folks, don't write that off. Don't write that off. We shouldn't be kissing this guy's butt, Matt Damon, you know, again, for recognizing the fact that God-fearing American patriots who work for a living are, in fact, God-fearing American patriots who work for a living. But we should recognize the fact that for a moment, and I'm sure it'll change in, in just a few days when he's surrounded by more of his Hollywood elitist snob friends, but just for a moment in time, it seems the chasm between these two views of the world, this conflict of visions, as I described this morning on Fox, uh, Fox News, this conflict of visions wasn't so much a conflict. Damon's a liberal. He'll always be a liberal. He'll always support liberals. But he was following the golden rule, I told you. He assumed that Trump supporters, by the way, he was discussing a character he plays in the movie and how the character in the movie can't vote because he's a felon but would likely have supported Trump, and that's what he's explaining. I should have set that up a little better. 
Now I'll know for the radio show. I always get a test run for the radio show. So forgive me. But you can go back and rewind that that's the benefit of a podcast. And that's what he's talking about. And I credit him, even if for a second here, despite the fact he's probably going to attack us tomorrow, for putting aside his pre-existing biases that we're bad people with ideas. You know, we argue the facts against liberals, and we always wonder, why aren't they listening? What, they don't know teaching white kids to hate themselves as racist? What, they don't know? No, they know. They just see us as bad people with ideas. They don't care about what you're saying. You get it? It's like arguing physics with your dog. Like, it doesn't matter how much you say F equals MA. You know, kinetic and potential energy are inversely related. The dog doesn't get it. A lot of liberals are like the dog trying to teach physics. You can tell them all you want. Reagan cut taxes and tax revenue went up. Teaching kids to hate them for themselves for their skin color is racist. They're not listening. They think you're a bad person because they've never met you. They don't know you. They don't go to your churches. They don't go to your restaurants. They sit there in their liberal Parcheesi club and talk about how Trump is a xenophobic racist who has given uh, Vladimir Putin back rubs over in Russia while they colluded to win the 2016 election. They don't care about anything else. I wish they did. Now, I, listen, I could get particularly hostile to people I don't like. I get that. I do. I'm not going to pretend I'm above it because I'm not. But I'm willing always to put that stuff aside when I think people have a good idea and there's an area, there's, there can be a rapprochement, even for a moment. Jonah Goldberg is a guy I'm not particularly fond of. He's not particularly fond of me. I think he's reactionary and quite clueless about the Trump phenomenon. But he wrote an article back in 2015 that sums up what I'm telling you right now about these two Americas, Hollywood versus the real America, and how Matt Damon finally, Hollywood guy, saw the real America, and he's like, hey, these Trump people really aren't that bad. They're actually were pretty nice to us. Yeah, shocker. It's a shocker to you, not to us. But Jonah wrote a piece a while ago. Again, the guy's not a fan of mine, and feelings mutual. It's in the show notes today. I, 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 again, I can't encourage you in strong enough terms to read it. I don't put these show notes together for nothing. Go to my newsletter, bongino.com slash newsletter. Just click the subscribe or sign up now button. It's right there. I'll send you these every morning. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. The article is titled Column, Smoking Guns and Tobacco, Jonah Goldberg, December 15, 2015. I know, I know he's a never-Trumper. I'm asking you to put that aside a second. Because if you go the liberal route and say, he's a bad guy with ideas, the fact that you think he's bad eliminates the fact that once in a while, he may have, a blind squirrel gets a nut. He may have had a good idea. And you write off the idea. And that's a mistake. This piece I've cited many times in the seven years, Joe. I don't even know we've been doing the podcast. I don't know. It's a long time. Joe was like in his 20s playing music with as a backup for Kiss or something. But <laughs> I watched a little bit of that <laughs> Kiss thing last night, the bio, when we started the podcast. I don't even remember. But we've cited this article a lot. And it's worth reading. The gist of the article is this. That the reason the war on smoking worked, where America said, listen, you know, back in the 60s and 70s, smoking was considered the cool thing to do. It was. Everybody smoked. Everyone. You had the Marlboro Man. Remember the Marlboro Man, Joe? On his cowboy with his Stetson. Yeah. And everybody's like, man, I want to be the Marlboro Man. Everybody smoked in movies. All the cool cats smoked. You younger kids don't remember that. Smoking was like the thing to do. Look at me. Look how sophisticated. Ooh, smoking your cigarette. Then all of a sudden, a thing happened. It was called mass death. And <laughs> the whole, like, lung cancer thing hit, which is bad. Having had cancer myself, thankfully not lung. Um, it's not a good thing. Two thumbs down for cancer. And everybody's like, we should really stop this smoking. And it worked. Man, did it work. To the point now, candidly, folks, where when you see someone smoking, especially indoors, which is not even allowed, yeah. you're like, what the hell's going on? Every Joe, remember bars? People used to smoke them. Everybody. The oh, bar be full of smoke. You'd walk out. Your clothes your would stink. Yeah. Was, now, forget, yeah. you see someone smoking a bar. Everybody, like, jumps them and throws them out the window. But how did we do that? How did we transform society from a place that not only loved smoking, but like worshipped it? Like, oh my gosh, you could be the Marlboro Man. To a society now in just a couple of decades that looks and says, hey, that's not good. You shouldn't do that. Legal, I'm a libertarian at heart, but it's probably a stupid idea. Education, 
matters. Information asymmetries are no good. Well, Goldberg describes it in the piece, how that happened, and he compares it to the left's war on guns. The left hates guns. And that war on guns has been an abysmal failure. And what's the difference, folks? The difference is everybody knew a smoker. I knew many of them. My Aunt Sue, my mom, my Aunt Eileen, my Aunt Jane. Occasionally, everybody smoked. Everyone. I think my dad was the only one who didn't. So when you were trying to talk them out of smoking because of the health effects, you knew how to talk to them because you knew them. But the left doesn't know any of us. They think these gun owners are gun-toting, deplorable, smelly, redneck, hayseed losers from Walmart. They think you're bad people if you own a gun. They don't know you and they don't want to know you. And that's why they'll never win that fight, ever. Here, from the Jonah Goldberg piece. He says, quote, because non-smokers, new smokers, the war on tobacco could be fought face-to-face in our homes, businesses, movie theaters, planes, trains, and automobiles. And when non-smokers pleaded with their friends and loved ones to give up tobacco, they at least understood the appeal of smoking. They'd seen the ads too, folks. They knew what the appeal was. Cigarette America wasn't a foreign country. However, you can't say the same thing about gun America. That Matt Damon piece and this article by Jonah Goldberg sum up fully, completely encapsulates the idea I've been telling you about for a long time now. That there are two Americas. There is very little overlap between these conflict divisions about America. Ideas about freedom, about liberty, about guns, about Trump. There's very little overlap. And the only way to get that overlap, which, listen, as much as it pains me to say, we do need these people, not the libs. The libs, I'm telling you, are beyond talking to. But the moderate Democrats who respect and love this country and have been misguided by ideological uh, 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 by a, a war on a, a propaganda war waged to our public schools and indoctrination factories everywhere. Sorry, I just want to make sure I phrase that the right way. They are persuadable. And the way to persuade it is to find some overlap. We're not going to agree with them on everything. But we cannot have a country, a unified collective landmass, a fully functioning country, that's willing to defend itself and its people if one half says we love the country despite its flaws and the other half says this country sucks, it's irredeemable. There's no middle ground there. We have to understand that this culture war is being waged by the left face-to-face and we have to get face-to-face too. That's how they keep winning. And it happens when people like Matt Damon accidentally in the course of his work come across people he previously thought were bad people with ideas and finds out that they're people with what he thinks are bad ideas. You may say that's progress. Yes, it is. It is. Once you're locked into a box that Trump supporters are bad people with ideas, it doesn't matter what their ideas are. There's no getting out of that box. But when you meet them and you say, oh, my gosh, you know what? These aren't bad people. Maybe their ideas are bad. I don't agree with that. I'm a Trump supporter, but you see my point. Play the game for a minute. That's progress. And then we can find middle ground. Gosh, these aren't bad people. Maybe this country isn't irredeemable and horrible and racist all the time. That's important, folks. It's critical. We have to get there. And I can only be one face-to-face. Knocking on doors, out there talking to people. You'll knock on nine out of ten doors in a liberal neighborhood. Nine out of ten people give you the middle finger and telling you to, tell you to beat it. But one out of ten won't. And those one out of ten are a lot of people. Ten percent of the American population is 30 million people. Don't forget that. All right, let me get to my second sponsor. I want to move on to part two of this Two Americas Divide told you now that's how we win the culture war it's got to be face to face just like the war on smoking was people have to get to know you get over the you're a bad person thing first and then we can start making progress it's the only way i want to get to this next part next but the two americas and the divide between not just hollywood like we discussed in this prior segment but the two america divide between the media and the real world it's an important story about how they covered these mass protests in cuba this weekend for liberty not against coronavirus it's important Today's show brought to you by X Chair. This is my, I'm sitting in it now, my actual X Chair. Listen, I work from home a lot. I do a three-hour radio show on this podcast. If you're not going to get yourself a really good office chair, you're going to sit in this thing all day and you're going to wonder why not. 
Give your office chair. Can yours give a, you a massage while sitting at the at the uh, at your desk? This thing does the X chair has heat, has cool. It's so good. Mine mine does all that. It's because I don't have any old no name office chair. I have an X chair. I love it. My wife loves it. It's been one of the biggest assets towards improving my work environment. It's been this X chair. I haven't had an office chair like this in my life. It's really comfortable, which is important first. I mean, I can do all that stuff. It's not comfortable. I'm not interested. I sit in it for hours, and I always feel good. Love it. The secret is their patented dynamic variable lumbar support. You know I have a bad back. It offers unbelievable lumbar support to your lower back. And now they're introducing Elamax, featuring cooling, heat, and massage therapy. Imagine regulating your body temperature and getting massage therapy while sitting at your desk. Some of us are there a long time. Only makes sense. X-Chair with Elamax delivers cooling, heat, and massage technology directly to your core. Helps increase body, uh, blood flow, muscle recovery, and energy, all perks that make working from home a much better experience. You won't believe the X-Chair difference until you feel it. Feel it for yourself. Trade in your old uncomfortable office chair and trade up to an X-Chair. X-Chair prices are going up on July 12th for the first time in two years. So beat the price increase. Go to xchairbongino.com now. That's the letter xchairbongino.com or call 844-4X-CHAIR for $100 off your order. X-CHAIR has a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort and you can finance your purchase for as little as $30 a month. Go to xchairbongino.com now and use code XWHEELS for free X-Wheel blade casters. That's xchairbongino.com. Go now, check it out. All right. Let's get back to the show here. On this topic of two Americas, which is important, we're never going to win the culture war if we don't understand it. We can't have a country where one half believes this place is racist and irredeemable and the other half loves it and wants to fight for it. That's not a country, ladies and gentlemen. That's a brewing ideological civil war. You understand the danger of that? Well, there are two Americas when it comes to media coverage of things like liberty and freedom and the Constitutional Republic as well. And it always comes to the forefront when you see media coverage and leftist coverage of what's happening overseas when people are actually fighting for real freedom over there. Not just overseas, in Central and South America as well. Never, ever forget another one of the golden rules I've told you during this show because it's important during the history of this show. I said it again on Fox this morning. The desire to crush liberty will never equal the desire to fight for it and hold on to it, ever. It takes time. It doesn't happen overnight because countries that want to suppress liberty, totalitarian regimes, and believe liberty is a gift given by government, not by God, which is false. That is false. They have power. They have weapons. They do things at the end of a barrel of a gun. That is obviously very hard to defeat. But it happens, and it happens all the time. The defeat of totalitarian regimes. Cubans aren't taking it lying down. They're tired of it. They have been under the brutal oppression of the Castro regime for decades now. The Cuban people poured out into the street this weekend. I want you to hear what they're chanting. They're saying libertad. That's Spanish for liberty. They want freedom, folks. This is not a protest over COVID. Why am I saying that? I'll get to that in a second. But again, the desire to keep the beach ball of freedom underwater eventually leads to arm fatigue and the beach ball bursts out because people want to be free because their freedoms were given to them by God. Nobody wants to live subjugated to another. They don't. I can't say enough. That's why jail is, 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 is psychological torture because you're not free. Check out this video of these heroic Cubans saying, not, not today, hopefully not tomorrow, and let's see about next week. They're tired of this. Check this out. That's right. They've had about enough. Again, I'm not suggesting any of this is going to be easy, that the Castro regime, the totalitarian communist government that's been in power for decades is going to fall tomorrow. I'm not suggesting any of that. I'm simply telling you that the point I've made over and over, the desire to suppress people's liberties, the energy there will never, ever overcome the energy for people yearning to be free is evidence right there. They are tired of this. Now, the White House does not want you to understand that people in Cuba are fighting for liberty despite chance of liberty. They want you to believe they're marching over COVID. Why? 
because they're trying to hide the fact, like every single liberal media outlet, liberal influencer, they're trying to cover up for the horrors of communism. Why? Because they're many communists themselves. So they don't want you to understand what the Cuban people are really protesting. How do I know that? Look at this White House Assistant Secretary, uh, Julie Chung. This is a regime-approved message, by the way. She says, peaceful protests are growing in Cuba as the Cuban people exercise their right to a peaceful assembly to express concern about rising COVID cases, deaths, and medicine shortages. We commend the numerous efforts of the Cuban people mobilizing donations to help neighbors in need. Is, is Julie Chung serious? Listen, Julie Chung is just a mouthpiece for the regime. But sometimes, even though in serious situations like this, sometimes using humor to highlight the stupidity of that message, they're screaming liberty. They're not screaming yeah. Pfizer. 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 That's not what they're saying, dude. Did you listen to the chant? Libertad. Liberty. They're not screaming Pfizer. They're not uh, uh, Johnson and Johnson. They're not saying that. Did you miss that? Ron Coleman, who I know well, tweeted out on his account. Here's a, if you're watching this on Rumble, I'm sorry, it's not funny, this topic, but this is funny. This is making fun of these idiots pretending Cubans are protesting for COVID treatments. He says, yeah, I'll never forget those protests against the German measles. It's a bunch of freedom fighters in Germany (laughs) knocking down the Berlin Wall. (laughs) I've seen more, too. I saw Kyle Becker had a tweet up as well. He had a picture of Tiananmen Square, the brave student standing in front of the tanks. He says, uh, Tiananmen Square student, you know, fighting against the Chinese coronavirus. Folks, that's not what happened, okay? These people are fighting for freedom. The New York Times doesn't want you to know that for a very simple reason. Going back again to the two Americas, the media America and the real world we live in. There is a conflict of visions there. There is a vision of America that the left-wing media has that is not the real America. They're in conflict. They're not the same thing. You understand the conflict of visions is this. The reason the New York Times said this in their tweet is because their vision of America is a vision where government grants you freedoms, doesn't protect them. More to that in a second. Here's the New York Times tweet. They said, they're talking about the Cuban protesters, shouting freedom and other anti-government slogans? Hundreds of Cubans took to the streets. This is just ridiculous. Streets around the countries, uh, around the country on Sunday to protest food and medicine shortages. Here we go again. In a remarkable eruption of discontent not seen in nearly 30 years. Shouting freedom and other anti-government slogans? Folks, do you understand that this is not, there's nothing unusual about this for the New York Times. They actually believe this because they believe freedom is granted to you by government. That's one vision right here. That's not our vision over here. You can notice, I distance it because there's no overlap. The New York Times vision of governance and governing is that your freedom he, Justin, Joe, and mine, Paula, anyone else around here. Your freedom is granted to you by government, and you should thank them. They are the ultimate authority over your life, and their authority is subjective. Everybody copying? If you don't get that, you'll never understand the rest here. That is not the real world God gave us. In the real world God gave us, moral, ethical government only enshrines the freedoms you were granted by God and your creator. You were born free. Government only ensures that through governing documents, constitutions, laws. That's all that they don't they're not giving you anything. Does everybody copy New York Times? Government gives you freedom. Real world. We're born free, you idiots. Their tweet is encapsulates and summarizes again perfectly the two Americas. The New York Times actually believes that people chanting freedom is an anti-government slogan because government gives them freedom and they're upset. Therefore, they must be anti-government. Do you get it? There's nothing unusual about that. But it does require explanation because we're never going to win the culture war against the Matt Damons and others until they understand that. That's a chasm that's, that's, that's this wide. Government doesn't give you freedom, New York Times. You don't know this? 
Freedom is a government slogan, not an anti-government slogan. Freedom is a government slogan. That's government's job to protect and preserve freedom. Moral, ethical government. That's its job. Freedom isn't an anti-government slogan. Big divide. One vision here, one vision there. The chasm's deep. Chasm's deep. But we'll never win that culture war if we don't explain and get through to leftists that freedom and liberty is not granted by government. We are born free. It is not a gift from government. It is a right granted to us by God. New York Times doesn't believe that. All right, I got more coming up, including Kamala Harris, more evidence of the two Americas we live in. And um, this one, I, <laughs> I don't even know if you guys, it's not even a joke, this Kamala Harris thing, but it is a joke. She comes off as, as, as saying this as if it's serious. Hey, maybe you can't find a Kinko's. Well, there's probably a reason you can't find a Kinko's. But again, this chasm, not just now, we discussed Hollywood in America, media in America. This is the chasm between liberal politicians and candidly some rhinos too and the real America they live in. Hey, our third sponsor today is Joe's favorite rock auto, chain stores. They have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com, their prices are the same for everyone and they're reliably low. Don't spend more for car parts. You're wasting your money. Go to my friends at Rock Auto. They always offer the lowest prices possible. They don't change the prices or tricks here based on what the market will bear, you know, like airlines do. RockAuto.com. It's for everyone. There's no membership. It doesn't require it or account logins. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. What do you need? What do you need? You need engine control modules, tail lamps, brake parts, carpet for your car, motor oil. Mm. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, it doesn't matter. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique. It's remarkably easy to navigate around. You don't have to be some computer wizard. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle. Choose the brands, specifications, and the prices you prefer. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for the pros and do-it-yourselfers. Don't spend up to twice as much for the same parts. It's ridiculous. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Just do us one favor. There's a box there. It says, how did you hear about us? Just uh, type Bongino in there so they know we sent you. We'd really, really appreciate it. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com, RockAuto.com. Check them out. All right. Getting back to this two Americas and this culture war. It's not just Hollywood and the media. It's liberal politicians who live in an America we don't live in. And I mean that. I mean, they literally live in an America we don't live in. They live in liberal bubble enclaves surrounded by people who are clueless. They're living in a bad fairy tale. That's not the real America. They're living in a fairy tale where Trump supporters are all evil, racist, misogynist, that there was a massive insurrection on January 6th, but Antifa and BLM were nothing more than like a love fest over the summer, that the burning down of cities was some kind of, a, you know, effort to re rejuvenate. Oh, you know, let's rejuvenate these, some of these buildings. Well, let's just burn them down and build them. That's the left they live in. It's not, that's the world they live in. It's not real. It's fake. Well, Kamala Harris is one of them. She had this gem of an appearance this weekend. She's asked by Soledad O'Brien, a radical leftist, who I used to know, by the way. I used to do, what was she, at CNN? She was at CNN. I used to do appearances when I was running for office. I don't know what happened. Trump broke her like uh, he broke Juan Williams and others. And he just made people like crazy. I don't know what happened. She just went nuts. But here's Soledad O'Brien asking Kamala Harris about voter ID. And notice what she says again. You're America. You're hardworking, love the country, love your church, love your family. Kamala Harris is America. You are too stupid to photocopy your driver's license because you're a moron. You're, an, you're a bad person with ideas. You doubt me? Listen to Kamala Harris basically say the same thing herself. Check this out. I don't think that we should underestimate what that could mean. Because in some people's mind, that means, well, you're going to have to um, Xerox or, or, or photocopy your ID to send it in to prove you are who you are. Well, there are a whole lot of people, especially people who live in rural communities, who don't, there's no 
Kinko's. There's no Office Max near them. People have to understand that when we're talking about voter ID laws, be clear about who you have in mind and what would be required of them to prove who they are. Of course, people have to prove who they are. But not in a way that makes it them it almost impossible for them to prove who they are. This is hilarious. Kamala Harris, is. It, it, she thinks you deplorable rubes, you hayseeds out there. You know, the people actually work for a living and built this country. You're too stupid to figure out how to photocopy. She calls it a Xerox copy, but it's a photocopy. But whatever, I get the point. You know, I don't, don't yeah. mean to parse. I want to be like one of these leftists who pick apart your language. But she says you're too stupid to be able to photocopy your driver's license because you won't be able to find a Kinko's. Um, as you can see from this article, no one will be able to find a Kinko's because Kinko's, the name has been retired since 2008. Uh, NPR, no more Kinko's. <laughs> FedEx changes the copy shop's name. But again, uh, Kamala Harris doesn't know that because Kamala Harris lives in an insulated liberal bubble in the two Americas. She lives in the America that doesn't exist. She doesn't live in the real America. You do. And when she tries to talk about the real America, she loses touch with reality because she doesn't exist in it. And she says things like, yes, you dumb hayseeds. You can't even figure out how to photocopy your license out of Kinko's. <laughs> well, no one else can either because there isn't a Kinko's anymore, <laughs> you dunce. And there hasn't been for 13 years. So who's really the dunce? But it's not just that she doesn't understand the basics. Like, yes, of course you know how to photocopy an ID. <laughs> I can't believe we're having this conversation, man. As if Americans out in Oklahoma, Wyoming, North Dakota, you dumb noobs, that you're too stupid. To be. Like, you can't figure out. Most people, I'll tell you what they do. They're really smart, Kamala. You don't even need a photocopy machine. Some of them, you can just take a picture of your license. You can send yourself an email and hit print on a home computer. There's a thousand ways to do it. Some people have scanners at home. It's not complicated. She's like, scanners? Those dopey rednecks? They have scanners? What do you mean, scanners? They don't, they don't know what scanners. You mean like alien scanners? No, Kamala, in the real world, it's called a device. <laughs> you put a little thing, you close the thing, you hit scan, you know, it comes out. And she doesn't know any of that. She doesn't know any of that. Because she's a spoiled leftist politician who's never had any experience in the real world, who, again, thinks you're a bad person with ideas, not a person with bad ideas. She's not even aware of the politics of the voter ID issue. That's what she's commenting on there. Clearly, as you can see by this Forbes article from less than a month ago, 80% of Americans support voter ID rules. Fewer worried about fraud, poll finds. Allison Durkee, Forbes magazine. We have to get there first, folks. Until we break down the bad people with ideas myth, there will never be any kind of collective unity on even basic things like this country's worth fighting for. And I'm sorry, but we can't let that happen. The left understood a long time ago that a face-to-face -face culture war was the only way to get large swaths of America to hate this country enough to hate them and to get them to fear, get them to fear this country and fear this place enough that the government can come in and fix it. They need fear. Fear is their currency. Fear is their commodity. The only way to get you to forfeit your liberty is fear. They did this through a decades-long face-to-face war in schools and elsewhere, indoctrination factories, to get you to believe things that aren't true. The only way for us to turn the tide and get this other side, the persuadables, to believe that that's not true. There's a real America out there that disagrees on ideas but are good and decent people is a face-to-face -face battle ourselves. You're seeing this two Americas materialize as well in the ongoing fight over the response to coronavirus. I, I, I mean, I haven't seen a more dangerous public figure really in a long time when it comes to propaganda, so I'm specific, than this woman. She has made an appearance now multiple times on our show over the last couple of weeks. This is Dr. Leanna Wen. She has been appearing on CNN. I believe she was the former head of Planned Parenthood, um, a grotesque organization um, committed to the termination of life in a womb. This is a woman who sees, again, the two Americas, the elites now versus us. The, and believe me, I'm using air quotes for the elites. This woman's a doctor. She sees your liberty as a tradable commodity. We've heard some of our outrageous comments before, but she wants to trade your liberty for a vaccine you may not want to get. 
for a number of reasons. You may be concerned about the side effects. You may have had coronavirus already, therefore have antibodies, therefore you likely don't need a vaccine. Dr. Liana Wen doesn't care because Dr. Liana Wen clearly does not believe in the constitutional republic in a framework of freedom first and believes you are just bad people with ideas. Those bad people got to be punished. Those Rube scanner idiot, you don't even know what a scanner is. Morons with your tobacco spitting. That's what she thinks of you. That's what she thinks of all of you. What she calls flyover country, we call America. She thinks your your uh, your freedom and liberty is a, again a tradable commodity you can put on a freedom and liberty exchange somewhere. Maybe you can bargain for it on eBay. You doubt me? Listen to her again making her third appearance in just in the last couple of weeks because this woman is really dangerous. The things she's saying are outrageous and antithetical to a free, open country. Here's her saying that uh, if you don't get the vaccine, we really got to make like life difficult for you. She didn't say that. No, no. Hear her own words. Check this out. This really depends on what it is that we do at this point. So now we have this Delta variant that is much more contagious. Because it's more contagious, it's going to be even harder for us to reach herd immunity. We're going to have to vaccinate an even higher proportion of people to get there. What happens then if we end up having another variant developing that's even more contagious, that could cause more disease, that could evade the protection of our immune system? And so how quickly we get this under control and which way we go depends on what we do now when it comes to vaccination, to overcoming disinformation. And what we really need to do at this point is to make vaccination the easy choice. It needs to be hard for people to remain unvaccinated. Right now, it's kind of the opposite. It's fine. I mean, it's easy if you're unvaccinated. You can do everything you want to do anyway. But at some point, these mandates by workplaces, by schools, I think it will be important to say, hey, you can opt out. But if you want to opt out, you have to sign these forms. You have to get twice weekly testing. Basically, we need to make getting vaccinated the easy choice choice. That is what it's going to take for us to actually end the pandemic. You believe this woman? So eager to punish you. Keep in mind, you may remain unvaccinated for a number of reasons, including the fact that many of you had the infection before and likely have a significant antibody response still or a T and B cell response and obtain some form of long-term immunity. She doesn't care about any of that. Because they're big government totalitarians. They want to make sure they punish you and they see your liberty as a tool. Again, not granted to you by God, your freedom and liberty, but granted to you by government. Therefore, it can be taken away. You get the subjective nature of their response. Objective liberty and freedoms granted to you by God are objective. They're not open to interpretation. I'm free, period, full stop. That's not the way the left sees it. There are two Americas. The left sees freedom and liberty as a subjective, changeable, plastic, malleable value or, or commodity, I should say, precision matters there, that they can mold and fit to enact their big state agenda. Those two things, there's a chasm in between, here and here. There's no crossover. Why are they pushing this? Because they're engaged in a misinformation campaign too. I'm going to show you what happened to us on Fakebook this week, which is in an endless assault on my page. Fakebook wants me off their platform so badly, I can't even describe to you in words how desperately the communists at Fakebook want us to go away. They hate my guts because my page is one of the most popular in the country and they can't stand it that people share my stuff. They engaged Friday in an unprecedented assault, multiple fake fact checks on my page in a desperate move to wipe us off the platform. They want us gone. I dared that clown fascist tyrant Zuckerberg. I dared him and I'll dare him again. Ban my page because you will only make my point. They use my page now. We're not discriminating against conservatives. Look, Dan Bongino's page is popular. That's because people share it, you moron. You're not doing anything to do that. Everything they're doing, their fact checks and stuff, is because it's not fact checking anything. They're wrong all the time. Is it an effort to stop my page? So when they ban me, they will prove my point. And no one up on Capitol Hill on the Democrat side will be able to use my name again. Look, Dan Bongino's page is popular. They're not discriminating against conservatives. Ban me. Please ban me because you will prove my point. It's like they return to the jail. You strike me down, you'll only make me stronger. I swear, this is one of those moments. I'm going to get to that in a second. I want to show you what they're up to. They are in a full-blown war on my Facebook page. 
Uh, let me get to my last sponsor. I'm going to finish this up because it's really important. Listen, let's talk for a second about that embarrassing underarm sweating. You know, those big sweat stains that show up at the most inconvenient times, dates, weddings, interviews. They make you feel less confident and extremely uncomfortable. If you don't have to deal with this, consider yourself very lucky. But if you or someone you love deals with uncontrollable sweat, you'll know that regular store-bought deodorants just don't do the trick. That's why you need to check out Sweat Block. This stuff works, like, really well. Like, really, really well. Sweat Block was created by a doctor to solve his own embarrassing sweat problem. It works so well, he made a business out of it. Not only it helped keep him dry, kept him dry for an entire week with just one application. It's really that effective. Now, Sweat Block's different than your cheap $2 stick deodorants. Believe me, I'm an efficient sweater. I have a sauna downstairs, which I love, but it makes you really, really good at sweating. It comes in a unique wipe, and you apply it at night before bed. The next morning, you wash, go about your day, sweat-free. Guaranteed. That's right, guaranteed. Sweat Block has a dry shirt guarantee. Stay dry or your money back. Get it today at sweatblock.com. Use coupon code Bongino for 20% off. Also available at your local CVS. Again, sweatblock.com. All right, getting back to this because it's important. They're engaged in a prolonged disinformation campaign, the left, because they want your kids in face diapers and they want everybody vaccinated, not because they believe in the science, but because they believe it's an unprecedented show of government force, which will soften you up via body blows to freedom to get accustomed to more big government intrusion later. End of story. That's why they want to do this. There's nothing to do with science. Look at this. Breitbart, be in the show notes. CDC, in-person learning is a priority, but unvaccinated children must wear masks. This is science? That's fascinating because the risk of children getting a serious infection from COVID, and despite the fact that the overwhelming majority of teachers are already vaccinated, so if you believe the vaccine works, what are you worried about? They don't care. They're not interested in science. Here's the Journal of the American Medical Association pediatric study again for what, guys? The fifth time? Here's a study on masks with kids. This is actual science the left doesn't care about. They care about government power and softening you up with body blows to freedom. Body blows soften you up, hands go down, boom, knock out to the face. This is what they're doing. They're trying to get you accustomed to more big government intrusions into your life through masks and vaccinations. Journal of American Medical Association. Experimental assessment of carbon dioxide content in inhaled air with or without face masks in healthy children. Here's what they found out about masks in kids. The CDC doesn't care one bit that the children were complaining. And these complaints can be understood as consequences of elevated carbon dioxide in their inhaled air. Why? Because there's dead space in the mask where carbon dioxide accumulates. And what happens? They start breathing in their exhalation products, carbon dioxide. They start inhaling that as it mixes with fresh air. What does it lead to? Hypercapnia. And they say in the study that a recent review concluded there was ample evidence for adverse effects of wearing such masks. Folks, for the fifth time now, I'm going to keep harping on this. Print this darn study, this JAMA study. Print it. It's in my newsletter. It's been in my newsletter. Bring it to your school board if they demand your kids wear a mask and ask them to explain how they are going to mitigate the harm they're doing to your kids through hypercapnia in this study, how they're going to do it. And if they don't present a plan to stop your kids from inhaling excess carbon dioxide through a mask, even though they're low risk for corona, I would threaten to sue them, causing your kid a potential health issue with no regard for the science. Remember, the process is the punishment. The left taught us that a long time ago, right? What does that mean? Hat tip, my friend Tom Fitton from Judicial Watch. The legal process is the punishment. The left knows that. Whether they win or lose a lawsuit is irrelevant to them. Filing it is all that matters because the process becomes the punishment. Drag people through courts. Make them pay for legal fees. We can do that too. I suggest you sue. Sue your school board, causing your kids uh, hypercapnia. How are they, what are they doing to mitigate that? Make them compare the risk of hypercapnia versus the risk of serious medical side effects from a, a, a virus that really does very little damage to kids overall in mass. Now, getting back to what I told you about Fakebook, 
because it's an important issue. My name comes up all the time, folks, all the time. Oh, look, they're not discriminating against conservatives. Dan Bongino's page is popular. Folks, they attack our page relentlessly. I have never seen anything yet like I've seen on Friday where they had multiple loser fact checkers, total life losers, people with the intelligence of a paperclip go after our page because they want us gone. So I'm daring Zuckerberg, you communist fascist tyrant, ban my page. I'm not kidding. You will. I'm not joking. It's not a game. I'm not testing you. It will only prove my point that as a conservative page, mine and Ben Shapiro became prominent because people shared it you were uncomfortable because it was a conservative page and banned it. Ban the page. They're trying now. This is what happened on Friday when I put out a statistical fact that the left wants to keep you terrified over the Delta variant. Why? Because the left uses fear to take away your civil liberties. We'll protect you. Just forfeit over a couple more civil liberties. Get the vaccine. Wear a mask. They have to keep you terrified. So I made the point last week, which is accurate, that they're trying to scare you about the Delta variant, despite the fact that the case fatality rate, a fact, a fact, the CFR of the Delta variant case fatality rate is 0.08%. That is a fact. Well, because I said that, and Fakebook and the little communists out there on the left and the elites the Leanna Wens of the world need to keep you scared all the time about the Delta variant. Oh my God, it's the Delta variant. They didn't like the idea that my Facebook post went viral where I said, I encourage you to share this on Facebook so they ban me so I can prove my point. Please share this. We're gonna, uh, Jason, uh, uh, the, who does my Facebook, can you cut this up and put it out there? And, and Guy, can you have the guys put this, put it on Instagram too. I want you to ban me today because of this, because I will prove to you that fake book is not interested in checking facts. They're interested in promoting ideology. That is a fact. The case fatality rate is 0.08%. So of course the left always needs useful idiots. So they found one in Ruben Portela Caballera, a moron clown of the highest order. He writes for a joke website called healthfeedback.org. Obviously, some kind of like a joke site meant to be, pretend to be a fact checker. And of course, Facebook partnered up with him to attack me right away for stating a fact. They said, there's no evidence that the Delta variant of SARS-CoV-2 has a lower fatality rate than the wild type virus. <laughs> Ruben Portela Caballera. You wanted to, I'll put, throw this up on the screen. Here's their logic here. Keep in mind, what I said to you about the fatality rate, case fatality rate, is a fact. It's 0.08. Here, I'll, I'll, if you want to read it, it's up on the screen now. They said, oh, this is misleading. The comparison between the fatality rate of the Delta variant with the fatality rate of the wild-type virus prior to the UK vac vaccination campaign is flawed. The fatality rate of Delta mainly represents that of unvac the unvaccinated population, most of whom are under 50 and less likely to die from COVID. You get their logic? If you're pulling your hair out going, no, I don't get it. Let me explain it to you. They're saying this. Although Dan Bongino is right, and the case fatality rate is 0.08%, that it could be more deadly, the Delta variant, than the wild type variant, but we'll never know because the population, at-risk population, is largely vaccinated. That doesn't change what I said. The case fatality rate is 0.08. It doesn't change anything. But here's a picture of Ruben Portela Caballera, science editor. That's got to be a joke. They should have put air quotes science, uh, si around science. This dunce is too stupid to understand. He's not checking a fact. He's checking an opinion. The fact is it's 0.08, the Delta variant. Because Ruben Portela Caballera, one of the legendary dunces of the fact-checking arena, wants you scared like fake book and wants you scared like the media and Kamala Harris and Hollywood liberals and everyone of the Delta variants, so they can take your civil liberties away, doesn't like the fact that the case fatality rate is a low 0.08%. So they say, well, in our opinion, the case fatality rate could be higher, but people are vaccinated, so we'll never know. That's not a fact check. These people are a joke. Ruben Portela Caballera. Let's do a moron check. Ah, Ruben, you win. Check. Verified. What an idiot. He, ne he ne never disputes the fact that what I told you is right. Spread this around. I'm daring Facebook. Ban me. 
Instagram, Facebook, ban it all. I don't care. You'll cost me a ton of money. You'll cost me publicity. I don't care. I'm not kidding. It's not about money, PR, being the cool guy on Facebook. I don't care about any of that. I care about this war, this ideological war for the truth. And by you banning me, you will only make my point that you are afraid of the facts. You're not checking them. You can't stop me, by the way. I have cable, I have radio, I have digital, websites. Whenever you push me down, I'm like whack-a-mole. I'll just come back again. And I will humiliate and embarrass you, and you will prove my point. That the facts would have you scared. Hey, quick election update on 2020, because it's important. I'm not letting that go, and neither should you. I told you we need a parallel track. Future elections and 2020 as well, because I believe the shenanigans in 2020 are absolutely worth looking into. Out of Pennsylvania, an important story in the Epic Times. They're really afraid, ladies and gentlemen, the Democrats, of an audit of what happened in the Pennsylvania election in 2020. They're terrified. Look at this article in the Epic Times. The Pennsylvania Department of State tells the counties not to allow outside access to voting systems. So they don't want a third-party audit. Why? What are they worried about? What are they freaked out about? So freaked out, folks, that not just are the Pennsylvania Democrats in a panic, but so is Joe Biden. Look at this. July 9th, 2021, press release out of the White House. Joe Biden, who anywhere he travels, is always a disaster because he can't get out of his own way. Guy barely knows the state he lives in now, no less the state he's going to. They announced last week that on Tuesday, tomorrow, July 13th, Biden's going to travel to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to deliver remarks on actions to protect the sacred constitutional right to vote. The trip will be pulled press. Folks, people who have nothing to hide don't act like this. They are absolutely terrified of an audit of what happened in Pennsylvania and a clear-eyed view vista into what happened in that election. Terrified. They don't want any of you to see it. There's another great article in the newsletter I need you to read about Georgia. Margot Cleveland, again, July 9, 2021. New evidence indicates enough illegal votes in Georgia to tip the 2020 election results there. Well, what happened in Georgia? Folks, a lot of people voted illegally in the wrong county. Those are the rules. Eh, it was a mistake. There are a lot of mistakes. You go to vote in an election and give the wrong name, that's a mistake too. Apparently, upwards of 30,000 people, 30,500, potentially voted illegally. Biden won the state, air quotes, because this is making me really seriously question everything now in Georgia, outside of the standard things we thought were wrong there, signature verification and others, by 12,000. Georgia law says you got to vote in the county you reside in unless you change your residence within 30 days. Apparently, that's not what happened. Again, are we doing the rules anymore, or is it like rules schmools? We're throwing them out the window. Again, two Americas. One that cares about free and fair elections, and another that doesn't give a damn as long as they get the result they want. If this was a story, by the way, about Trump winning the election and Biden in Georgia, people voting illegally for Trump, it'd be front page news. But because it's about Trump, you know, the media matters, goons and all that, but you can't talk about that. You don't tell me what to talk about. You can stick that up your caboose. Whenever you tell me not to talk about something, I talk about it twice. We will talk about it. I want to leave you with some good news, too. President Trump uh, gave a great speech. I don't know if you saw it at CPAC in Dallas this weekend. But here's just a quick line. Uh, we'll, we'll wrap up today. President Trump on the freedoms I said in the beginning of the show. Cubans, patriotic Americans, the oil rig workers, Mac Damon men. The freedoms we so jealously guard and were granted to us by God, capital G. Check this out. We will protect and defend our cherished American legacy and freedom for ourselves, for our children, and for every future generation. My fellow Americans, our movement is the greatest in American history, and it has just begun. Yeah, we needed to hear that. Good for him. Great speech at CPAC. And uh, he won the straw poll pretty resoundingly. President Trump has the back of a lot of Americans. If he continues to talk like that, I think 2024 looks really, really good. And it's good to see him back out there on the campaign trail supporting people in 2022 as well.
while we get to the bottom of what happened in 2020. It's important. We have to multitask. It's hard, but we got to do it. Folks, thanks again for tuning in. Please subscribe to my Rumble channel. We're almost at 2 million subscribers. Rumble.com slash Bongino. I really appreciate it. The president has a channel there. Don Jr., a lot of great conservatives have channels there. Really appreciate it. Rumble.com slash Bongino. It's all free. Just click that follow, subscribe button. Really appreciate it. Thanks a lot, folks. See you all tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.